How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of the Positive Negative Podcast. My name is Jordy, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, thanks for listening. If you're watching it on YouTube, thanks for watching. Um, so today we're going to talk about track four off of the Positive Negative Project. Track four is called Fate. Um, first of all, shout out to Jay Worst for producing the beat. Um, it's awesome. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's why I chose to use it on this project. Um, and I wanted to try something a little bit different with this song um, that I haven't tried in the past. Uh, I wanted to do something more like, excuse me, more like tell like tell a story, like create a story and just kind of um, make tell the progression of the story throughout the course. Excuse me, throughout the course of the song. Um, and that's what I did with this one. The song itself as far as the the flow and the rhyme scheme and all that is not super complicated um it's actually pretty straightforward and um i kept it that way intentionally to just kind of try to emphasize more of the storytelling in it as well and hopefully if it's something that people enjoy i'll I'll work on trying to develop the adding more of the flow the rhyme scheme the uh, wordplay into telling the story but I just I wanted just for this one I wanted it to be pretty straightforward because it was my first attempt at actually telling a story in a song that was not my own story my own feelings and things like that so um and it's and this story that I tell in this song it's um it's a story I created I mean I'm I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has had a similar situation as to what's described in this song but I definitely did not get this idea from from anywhere um like it's not like I heard this story somewhere and decided to make a song about it I just kind of thought of it and just kind of rolled with it as I um as I was writing it uh and so just before just before we really dive into the lyrics and the um and the story of the song this this song actually took me quite a while to um to get done and that is because um that is for a couple reasons actually um i actually had a a version of this song written before i ever put out um before i ever put out enter at your own risk which if you see over um over there on the wall the the um the purple background on that on the um album cover that's um the international and risk album which if you haven't heard that uh make sure you go check that out as well um but i uh but i actually had a version of that written for i had a version of fate written for that project but uh i think i i think i mentioned this in an earlier episode where it's not that the song itself was bad it just didn't fit with the overall theme of the project like Novocaine, which is the the other album cover over there, and Enter um, and Risk, they both had like a centralized theme and like a and like a um. And if you listen to the tracks in order, you kind of see like a almost almost like a story weaved into like my own personal story weaved into it. And so the song Fate just didn't fit on there. And then um. And then. And so I, I just I didn't put it on there. I just kind of scratched it from that project. I let it I let it sit for a while, and then um, and then one of my um one of my favorite artists released a project and a song of his project really reminded me of the song Fate. I was like that is literally the same 
same thing that I wrote about in my song. Um, and I mean, obviously, I've, I've never met this guy before in my life. Um, and so, like, I, so, like, I obviously didn't, wasn't like, oh, he copied me. No, like, it's just, I mean, like I said, mine was pretty straightforward. It's pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to say cliche, but it, it's kind of a cliche story that I, that I made up or bits and pieces of it are. So, I mean, it's, I, I wasn't like saying anybody copied me or anything like that. It's just like, well, I don't want to put that song out now because then it's, then everybody be like, oh, he's just trying to be like him. He's just trying to copy him, blah, blah, blah. And that's not the case either. Um, I actually had this song written for a while, which I'm sure this this guy did too. But it just, I didn't want to, the timing just wasn't right. Um, and so I went back and I actually, I actually changed it up a little bit. Um, and I'll kind of explain that as I go through, as I go through the song. Um but yeah, if you're watching on YouTube and you see me look over in this direction over here, um, I have the lyrics actually up on the screen this time. So I'm actually looking at those to make sure I hit everything correctly and don't um, and don't um, miss anything or miss going into any details. Um, so yeah, and then also the other reason that this song took so long to get out is I had a lot of trouble writing the hook for it, and. Um, when you hear the hook, you'll think, "I don't. Why did this guy have so much trouble writing the hook for this?" And that, excuse me, sorry. I just had a monster with a lot of caffeine in it, and it is really affecting me at this point. Um, but you'll be, you'll look at the hook and what is the hook, and be like, "Why did this have such a? Why do you have such a difficult time writing this hook?" And the hook itself, lyrically, is not that complicated. Um, but the reason I had so much trouble with it. Is because when I started writing the song, I initially wanted somebody to, um, I initially wanted a vocalist, a singer, to actually sing the hook. And um, I kept trying to write it, and I kept having this refrain pop in my head, and it just didn't, I couldn't, I'm not used to writing for a singer or a vocalist like that. I'll put it that way. Um, I, I'll, I can write raps, I can write things like that all day, but vocalists, singers, like I'm, I'm still learning music itself, um, and so I'm not really I'm not really sure how to write for a vocalist. So um, that's what took so long. And then, and then since I couldn't really find anything, I couldn't really settle on anything. Um, I just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna play with some hooks, play with some ideas, and um, finally came up with one that I liked and I enjoyed. And um, we'll break that down when we when we get to it in the song. So um, let's go ahead and let's just let's dive into the lyrics. Let's dive into the story a little bit. Um, so there's in this story there's uh two main characters. Um, one is named Derek and one is named Colby. Um, and we'll we'll talk about them as we get to them. Um, and so the first verse is about Derek. Um, Derek, as you'll see as we go through this verse, um, and I did this intentionally, is like your cliche. Middle class, middle class guy, wife, kids, home, good job, um, things like that. Just very, very cliche, and I kept it that way intentionally. Um, I wanted it, I wanted it to be that way. I wanted people to get a um, a good first impression of of Derek. And so it goes, and so the verse goes like this. And once again, like I said a little bit earlier, 
Everything in this verse, as far as the rhyme scheme and the flow, is very, very straightforward. And um, once again, that was intentional. I did that on purpose. Um, so it goes like this. It goes, Derek woke up in the morning, another day, another dollar. Hopped about his bed, put on his shirt, turned down his collar. Put on his pants, and then his shoes, and then his tie. Grabbed his cup of coffee and kissed his wife and daughter bye. So once again, just like cliche, straightforward, Derek's getting up, he's getting ready for work, um, his wife and kid is up, are up, and he's and he's heading out the door because he's got to get to work. Um, pretty, pretty straightforward, right there. Um, then it goes into the then it goes into the the words um, or the lyrics. Running a little late, but everything should be fine. As long as traffic isn't bad, he should make it there on time. Ooh. Pulling in the parking lot, his boss isn't even there. Takes a minute to relax and release all his cares. So, once again, very straightforward. Um, very simple. Very, very cliche. Derek's heading to work. He's running a little late, but he's not really stressed. As long as as long as traffic isn't bad, he'll he'll be fine. He'll he'll get there. Um and then when he gets there, he realizes his boss is even there yet. So it's just like, whew, deep breath. Can you, like, get rid of that little, get rid of that stress um, and just prepare himself for the day. Um, and then it goes into the part when his boss, when his boss arrives, they all go inside, getting ready for the day. Hopefully it flies by. Um, day is going smooth. Well, as smooth as it could be. Um, so, yeah, I mean... So that's just saying, like, I mean, pretty much, you pretty much get the gist of that. There's no need to really expand on that. And then just to kind of show how smooth and how um, easy the day is going, we skip to lunch where it says Derek just got back from lunch, finishing up a smoothie. Um, and it's like, all right. Then the next line's like, oh, okay, that's done. Time to get back to work. All right. Done, lunch is done. Lunch is over. Let's, let's just finish out this day. When he hears someone yelling, he thinks, what a jerk. Um, and so just kind of setting up the scene a little bit. Derek works in a place where um, customers come in and people come in to to do business there. And to um, I'm intentionally not saying where Derek works yet because I do mention that later. And um, so I'm, I'm intentionally leaving that out at the moment. Um, but... And the next, and honestly, the next line I'll probably give it away, but I don't want to give it away yet um, because I'm like that. Um, and so, when he hears someone yelling, he thinks, "What a jerk!" Um, Derek works kind of like a like a retail job, and so and if and if you work retail, um, like I do, I mean, hearing a customer yelling at somebody isn't really isn't really that surprising. Um, unfortunately, for those of us who work retail. It happens quite a bit, and it's really unfortunate, and it's a bummer, and um, I'm not going to go into that because I could talk for hours on that, and I don't want to. But then, but then it, um, going, going back to the, to the lyrics here, Derek starts to like really tune in and listen to what's being said, and um, what's being said is, put the money in the bag, everyone on the floor. So that's when Derek realizes, oh shoot, we're getting robbed. Um, but then he goes, Derek, think that sound familiar. I've heard that voice before. So Derek's starting to 
Derek not only is tuning into what's being said, but he can also hear who's saying it and the voice that's saying it. And it's just kind of it's just kind of showing that like Derek is not necessarily out on the floor. Um, so he's not seeing this situation. He's in the back right now, but he hears everything and he recognizes the voice, but he's still not a hundred percent certain as to who it is and who's saying it. Um, and so that wraps up verse one. And then we head into the chorus. Um, the chorus is, the chorus is eight bars. Um, and then, um, it's kind of broken down into two sections. Um, and so for right now, cause they're kind of, it kind of is broken down to, um, into sections for each character in the, in the story. And so, um, the first one, the first section is meant for Derek and it says, um, and it says, did you tempt your fate? And then one day it comes back around and stares you in the face, run the race to replace all the bad days, contemplates what it takes to leave out the disgrace. Um, so this is just kind of setting the scene for, um, for the next verse being like, um, so in your past, do you have, did he, in your, in his past, Derek has something that he did that he shouldn't have done and that he, um, and that was wrong. And, and now that bad decision is coming back and it is literally look going to be looking him right in the face. And, but since that day, since the day those things happened, Derek has been trying to just kind of put those things behind him and kind of leave out all those disgraceful things he did and just trying to l- replace all those bad days with these positive lifestyle that he's living now. So basically, Derek's made some mistakes in his past and he's trying to correct those mistakes and put those mistakes behind him and not let those mistakes define who he is. Um, and like I said, there is a second part to that course, but we're going to go through verse 2 talking about Colby and then um, we'll break down the second part of the chorus because that kind of second part of the chorus kind of relates more to Colby than it does to Derek um, so verse two um, is talking about Colby Colby is the second character in this um, in this story and um, verse two will go like this I really need to stop drinking energy drinks before I before I do these things um but uh Verse 2 goes like this. It says, Colby woke up in the morning, broke as a joke. Another day with no job. He's starting to lose hope. Baby mama needs some money. Bills need to be paid. But no one will hire someone when fellin' on their resume. So Colby is basically the exact opposite of Derek. Um, whereas Derek woke up and he has a job. He has some money. Like Derek is by no means rich he's but he's he's got enough like he's got enough he's got enough to pay his bills he's got enough to um provide for his wife and kid um and he's got a he's got a little bit left over to to have some fun and things like that to to do some things that um he wants to do rather than just things he has to do um Colby's the exact opposite Colby woke Colby wakes up in the morning he has no money he has no job um and he's like what what do I even do anymore? And then it goes into um, the baby mama needs some money and bills need to be paid. But no one will hire someone with felony on the resume. Like Kobe realizes that he's got things he's got to do as well. He's got bills he's got to pay. He's got people he's got to take care of. 
he's got things he's got to do, but he can't because he has this he has this thing on his record where where people just aren't gonna hire somebody that have these things on on their record. Um, and so, and then it goes into the line just kind of in the next few verses or next few lines just kind of um just kind of expand on the situation that Colby is in. It says, goes into the kitchen, all the food is expired, and the milk is spoiled. Yo, this life is getting tired. So, I mean, once, like I said, just kind of expanding on the situation of how dire it is for Colby. He not only has no money, but uh, but the food that he has is bad. It's just, it's spoiled, it's rotten, it's disgusting. Um... And it says hi to his girl, and she be- and she barely even responds. He's so tired of this life, so he puts his coat and shoes on. So like he goes to say hi to his girl, she's just like whatever, and because she's she's understandably upset. Um, she's in this situation as well where they have no money, they have no food, um, and so she's upset as well, and she's kind of taking it out on Colby and Colby is just fed up with it so he's like you know what I'm just gonna get out of here for a little bit I'm done for now like I'm just gonna go um and so and then it goes into the line hops up in the car and the tank is on E um of course it is yo why wouldn't it be like just kind of just kind of like of course like everything else that is there started out terrible why wouldn't this happen as well um and then it goes into the lines change of plans he's got to make a stop along the way at this point what can make this even a worse day um and the point i'm trying to the point i'm trying to make in this part of the song for um colby is like drastic times call for drastic measures um and so and that's kind of what i was trying to get across here um for what colby is thinking as like i gotta do something i got to i gotta I gotta do something big to make something happen, um, and we'll see, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and then it goes up, goes into the line. He pulls up to the bank, and then he goes inside. Heart is beating fast, but he's got to try. So I mean, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of starting to see, um, you're kind of starting to see what Colby's plan is here in this situation. Um, and then he goes back into a quote. Of Colby yelling, put the money in the bag, everyone on the floor. Then out from the back walks someone he has seen before. So th- so this is kind of where we bring the two characters together in this song. Because um, if you remember at the end of the first verse, it says, put the money in the bag, everyone on the floor. Derek thinks it sounds familiar. I've heard that voice before. So in the, in the end of the first verse, Derek's like, I recognize that voice. Let me go check that out. Um... And then the end of the second verse is put the money in the bag, everyone on the floor. Then out from the back walks someone he has seen before. So Colby's Colby's starting to rob this this bank because um, we've actually addressed what it is now. Um, and then out from the back walks Derek, who Colby has who Colby has a past with, who Colby has history with. And then um and so that ends that ends the second verse. And then um. Like I mentioned a couple of times, th- this hook kind of has two parts to it. And the second part more relates to Colby than it does to Derek. So um, 
I'm going to go ahead and break that part of it down now. And it says, um, did you tempt your fate? And then one day, all the bad decisions can't be replaced. So you take all the hate and throw it all away, hoping someone else will feel the same way. So um, you see that like the first, the first part of that, the first line of that chorus, or the second part of the hook is the exact same um, as the first part of the hook. But then it kind of switches up. And then it says, and all the bad decisions can't be replaced. So whereas Derek is trying to replace all these bad decisions he made with good decisions on top of it, Colby has suffered the consequences of this and is not able to. Um, as, as was mentioned in the verse, like Colby has a felony charge against him. So um, he's having a tough time replacing all these bad times. And obviously... This is frustrating him. It is, it is weighing on him because in Colby's mind, and Colby's heart, he wants to do the right thing, but he can't because he has this against him. And that's where the, um, um, so you take all the hate and just throw it all away, like throw it on somebody else and then hope that they will actually be able to feel the same way you do so they know what's going on inside of you. And so that's the, that's the second part of the chorus, um, like I said, more relating to Colby as it does to Derek. And then we move into then we move into the third and final verse here where we'll see an interaction between the two characters, Derek and Colby. Um, and the third verse third verse goes like this. Um, Derek walks up out of his office. Colby, is that you? Come on, man. Is this something that you really want to do? And then, so that's Derek asking Colby, like, hey, like, trying to reason with him, like, hey, Colby, like, I see you, I know it's you, it's me, um, is this something that you really want to do? And then it goes into Colby responding, is this something that I want to do? What do you mean? My life has been a mess since that day when we were 16. When the cops arrived, you up and ran, even though I was a child, they charged me as a man. It was all your plan, and you got off scot-free. I spent years locked away that felt like an eternity. So, so this is like Colby, like responding to Derek, like you're saying that I don't want to do this because of you, Derek. This is what Colby is saying to Derek. Because of you, my life is a complete wreck. It's a complete mess. Um, and the reason it's a complete mess is all your fault. You came up with the idea. You came up with the plan. I'm the one that got caught and you're the one that got away. Um, and you didn't even you didn't even help me with that. You didn't do anything about it. Um, you didn't admit to anything. You just let me take the brunt of it. So why in the world are you asking me if this is something that I want to do? I don't want to do this, but because of the situation I'm in, it's something that I have to do. Um, and so Colby is just kind of like, man, stop. Like, miss me with all this. Is this something that I want to do stuff? Um, and so then it goes, and then it goes into Derek trying to like explain himself, explain why he did what he did back when they were 16. And, um, just before, before I dive into that, I intentionally, I intentionally leave out how old they are now and, um, what they did. Um, I intentionally did that. I just kind of leave that open for interpretation, just kind of if you want to insert crime here, basically. Um, and so 
but anyway, going back into the going back into the um verse, it's Derek responding to what Colby just said. He goes saying like, "Man, I had to run. I had a kid on the way. I had I had a girl who was having a kid." And um and it go, and then Colby like cuts him off. Is like, "So did I. And don't you think I wanted to be there that day?" So it's like Derek's trying to now not reason with Colby to stop him from robbing the bank. Derek's telling Colby, like, look, man, like, I had to run. I had to get out of there. I had a kid coming. And Colby's like, yes, well, so did I. And don't you think I would wanted to be there for that, just like you got to be there, just like you got to be there for yours. And um, then then Derek goes, like, and Derek just realizes now that, like, all his excuses aren't working. All his reasons are not um getting through or not necessarily they're not getting through but that they're all his reason all their quote-unquote reasons are actually just excuses that um that colby is just shutting down because Derek is starting to realize that that what he did was messed up um and so and then so Derek just goes into apologize to he's like i'm so sorry i had no idea you were having a kid and then um and then Colby and then Colby basically calls BS on this one too and goes, Let's be honest though, nothing would have changed even if you did. So like he's like, Yeah, I hear your apology and that's great and all, but like let's be real. Nothing was gonna change even if you knew I was having a kid. You were still gonna take off. You were still gonna leave me to take the burn of this. You were still not come to my defense. You were still not gonna check on me. Like nothing would have changed even if you knew I was having a kid. So like don't even don't even apologize for that because like you know you don't even mean it just like i know you don't even mean it um and then and then now Derek's like crap i'm run. i'm really just running out of things to say which is why he goes i'm so sorry colby i don't know what else to say and and then at this point colby has just colby has just reached his wits in like he is just he's done with everything um and so he goes, well, Derek, it looks like fate brought us together this day. My kid had to spend the first few years without a dad. Now yours can remember the father that he had. And then it ends with a gunshot. Um, and that's how the song and that's how the song ends. Um, the beat plays out a little bit. And then, um, yeah. And so that's how the song that's how the song goes. And that's it for the um, that's it for the lyrics and everything as far as the song Fate goes. Um not much to I'm really kind of already broke down the um the recording and um writing process for this song there's actually like I said multiple versions of this song multiple choruses to this song um and but this was definitely this one right here was definitely my favorite my um favorite version of it I mean the recording process for this was super super straightforward um I don't think I really did many takes on any of them like like I've said a couple of times now, the hardest part was the was the hook, but that was just because I was not initially writing it for me to do. I was writing it for somebody else to do, but then just decided, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna write one that I can do, and decided on the and decided to go with the hook that ended up in the final version. Um, and yeah, I mean, so there's really not much to break down as far as the recording process goes because like i said it's super super straightforward super easy um if you've listened to the song um you'll notice that it's that it's a fairly slow cadence very fairly slow flow Ooh, um, easy for me to say um and so 
you, you don't really notice anything um too complicated in it and so it was really just i don't even i think maybe each verse took me like two or three takes and then the hook once i finally decided on this one took two or three takes like it really was not not that complicated um i mean i think i have a version on my laptop here that has a completely different hook i have several versions that have no hook um just because i've i've just played around with this song for over a year um so yeah that pretty much is it for track four fate um once again <clears throat> excuse me once again shout out to jay worst for um producing the beat and um yeah that's it for today's episode um make sure you go ahead and check out that um teeny takeaways podcast on spotify and um we also have it up on youtube as well um i'll link that in all my socials in the um in the video description below if you're watching on youtube um if you're listening on spotify um my instagram is at stump the jordy that is the at symbol s-t-u-m-p d-a-j-o-r-d-y at stump the jordy um i got the link tree um link in my bio and you can get to all my other social medias you can get to that teeny takeaways podcast you can get to the um positive negative album anywhere you want to um anywhere you want to listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet please go check that out um if you want to purchase it it's actually available on itunes as well so please purchase it as well um and yeah we'll i'll see you next time when we talk about track five residuals y'all have a great day